Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to church. Great to have you here on a powerful weekend in the life of Global Heart Church, where we are this weekend sowing into our heart for this house here, which is now not just in Perth, but is now around the world. And uh, so tonight I've got the guys with me because we're going to talk about home first and talk about what we're going to be doing here through Half of the House here in our own church right now here in Perth. But then we're also going to touch on our other campuses because it's good for me to know that really we're one church just in different locations. And, uh, and so good for you to know that we're part of something much bigger now and that we here in Perth, we really are leading the charge and leading the example for everybody else who are part of our family. And so we're very excited, as you saw uh, on the screen, the different uh, locations where we are now. So, but the guys are going to lead us off. We're going to talk about home here right now. We're our Heart for the House offering in 2022 is going to. And uh, listen, everybody, this is, this is supernatural. If you're part of our church, you've been called to a supernatural family. You've been called to a supernatural life. We've got a supernatural calling. And that calling is to help people and to help a lot of people in our community. Help you. Hello. Help you. Help your children. If you've got a, if your parents, help your friends, help your family, help you. But also help a lot of people right now out here in our own community who need to know the Lord. Uh, firstly, need salvation, but also we are called to equip people for what God has for them in this life and uh, to do what He's actually put on their lives, their gifts, their talents. But together as a great church, God's called us to really have an impact, not just here in Australia, but also now in other nations in the world, which is awesomely good. Awesomely good. So I've got a great team up here, very good looking uh, men up here. I've got Jordan, I've got Stephen, I've got Spencer. And uh, all of them are great leaders in our church, and they're going to help share about what we're doing and where our heart for the house offering, what you're giving to, and the importance of your giving. And hello, us doing it together. Come on, the importance of doing it together. Thank you for that. Are you all listening well? Is that what it is? Well, the Bible talks about where there's unity, God commands the blessing, Psalm 133. And I love that. As soon as I read that word, God commands the blessing, I just was like, wow. Nowhere else in the Scripture does it say, I can command a blessing. It just says, when we're in unity, God commands blessing. So when we're in unity to His will, His purpose, His plan for our church, listen, God's going to command a blessing over your life in not just one area, but in multiple areas. And so you want to be in unity because there's this commanded blessing that is supernatural. I can pray a blessing, but I can't command one. I can pray one, but I can't command one. And by the way, unity is not singing Kumbaya together around a campfire. That is not unity. It may look like something like that. But unity is actually costly, and it actually is team, the team, the family rising together to support our church here and now what God has called us to do around Australia and around the world. So uh, we're going to get to some... Uh, Steve. So Steve's going to talk about our building here, everybody, what we're going to be doing with our building uh, this year with uh, Heart for the House now that uh, the pandemic has moved and we're able to get workmen who actually want to do some work. That's awesome. And we're excited about that. So Steve's going to tell us about what we're going to do with the building here. Amen. So I thought we'd give a bit of an update and a, and a look ahead as to um, you know what the next 12 months and beyond looks like. So I thought we'd start with uh, the planning and design that we've done on the facade. So it's really looking at um, you know how good the auditorium uh, upgrade has been, and just um, using the cafe to be 
uh, an inviting church and just be able to hang out and things like that. So what we've really wanted to do is, hey, how can we, how can we uh, bring the inside to the outside and be even more inviting to the community with people driving past and those sorts of things as well. Also bring it up to date bit more contemporary. <laughs> Tell them what the guy said again. Yeah, yeah, our designer said, hey, look, let me help you um, lose the Harvey Norman look. <laughs> so really, we're, we're <laughs> functional, but we want to change it from a warehouse to a contemporary place of worship. So, so that's what, that's what we're, we're heading to do. So um, the current stage that we've got is... Um, We've really done the, the detailed design of, of what that looks like, and then we're heading into approvals and, and contract award, uh, and, then, and then what we're looking to do is complete it by the end of the year. And so I think that's really exciting because we're heading into our 25 years next year, our, our jubilee. Here's so the design. Here's a look. Here it is. So, yeah, we're losing the Harvey Norman look. We're, we're, we're taking off the billboards, uh, the sunburnt billboards. They've, they've been great. And we'll have some, um, some, yeah, some, some backlighting, some new signage, um, some reconstituted timber and perforated steel and, and things like that. So uh, we've got more plans ahead of that as well, but um, this, is, this is what we're looking at for the facade. Cool, hey? Yeah. Amen. And then also what we were talking about um, um, last year as well is, is looking at how do we utilize uh, the um, venue across the road as well to, to make it um, for um, special and additional needs with kaleidoscope, but also use it as a, um, a multi-purpose facility as well. So we sat down and looked at you know, what the need was, and pretty quickly it, it blew out to, hey, we need to look at the scalability of that as well. And so we've been sitting down with the designers, and I'll let, I'll let um, Pastor Jordan talk through it. Awesome. Yeah, so last year we shared the long-term goal to have purpose-built facilities for children with additional needs. So fully functioning sensory rooms and putting in a lift next door so that we can have wheelchair access upstairs. And um, Steve and I met with some builders and, and some design people and uh, the initial number of children that we could accommodate... We kind of went away and talked about it and went back to them and wanted to like almost quadruple it, right? So um, as, we, as the discussion progressed, we also took the time to look at what, what do we want to do long-term with the building next door and how can we upgrade the facilities for our leadership college as well. And so the plans that we've done factor in having multiple purpose-built sensory rooms and then also having multiple multi-purpose spaces to have lectures in and college classes and different sized meetings. And so part of the plans incorporate a large meeting space upstairs as well. And so um, another thing as well which... Uh, people who have children next door would appreciate is that the access to the bounce room upstairs, we're going to try and resolve that issue as well. And so here's some of the designs here. Um, hopefully this gives a little bit of an idea, but um, this first, I believe, is, this is downstairs. Sorry, this is an upstairs shot. An upstairs so, so for those that know next door well, there was a kitchen there, that's going to be a meeting space, and then there's going to be some um, purpose-built sensory rooms on the top level. And this will be great for children that have uh, sensory processing uh, challenges and things like that. We're going to be able to accommodate them. They'll have lift access, be able to come through the new foyer straight upstairs and enjoy a program which can accommodate them. Um, the other thing that we factored in too is that we have really been limited over the years on how many children we can accommodate. And so these plans are... Um, 
really in faith that as we build it, many families will come and be blessed as we can accommodate their children and uh, accommodate growth as well. And uh, it will be an amazing program. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, everybody. And we are going to take this time to recruit and train team for this ministry. We want it to be something that's done excellently to bless families. So we're going to have a good run up with the program to build, fit the rooms out and have a great team. And so even right now, and encourage to be praying about whether the Kaleidoscope team is something that you could be involved with in ministering to families who have children with additional needs. So as this unfolds, Steve and I will um, continue to present, I think, updates of what the rooms are looking like and we'll keep the church in the loop. But they're going to be awesome and epic and a huge blessing to people in the community. Amen. So good. Actually, can we just give it a big clap to all the Global Kids team? You guys are amazing. Come on, thank all of our Global Kids team. All of our Kaleidoscope team, come on, just thank them all, everybody. Doing an amazing job for your children, our children. That's fantastic. All righty, so that's great. And then Pastor Spencer, where are you off to? <laughs> for those who don't know, Pastor Spencer, uh, in August, probably second half of August, so which gives us another eight weeks so uh, Pastor Spencer and Leah will be heading off to Montreal in Canada, to Quebec, and uh, a church there of about 160 people, probably 150 people, is merging into the Global Heart family. And uh, we felt, for those who don't know, we felt for the first time we've had uh, churches try and merge with us before, and we've said no. Um, but for the first time, unusually, it's uh, this church in uh, Quebec, French Canada, that we have felt for the first time that this is actually the Lord and that we are to merge this church into our family. And, uh, and also just the response of the board, their elders, they're so touched, so grateful. They all started tuning in online to see what we were doing when they heard that uh, we were asked to consider what's happening. And uh, our whole eldership all believed that the Lord has led us to say yes to Montreal, Canada. And so Pastor Spencer, in line with that, there's a whole. St- I'm going to be talking to him on Sunday and Leah. You'll hear a bit more of that story and to get them to share on Sunday a bit more about that. So if you haven't heard that yet, you'll hear from them. But we'll be launching them and sending them off, uh, and they will be really just extending the family uh, in Canada now. So we're in a lot of continents now. It's nice. We're in Africa, in Zambia, and uh, then obviously all the children we sponsor up in Rwanda, and then uh, we're in Germany, so we're in Europe, and now we'll be in North America, in Canada. And uh, we love it because, it's if, uh, once again, we've taken on as well because... Uh, Quebec is about 1% Christian. It's 2% nominal Catholic and 1% Christian. So it is an unreached uh, place. But all the team there, all the elders, all the board are telling us what a great harvest field it is. And that people, it's, it's almost like post-post-Christian. So uh, uh, Pastor Spencer has preached in two weeks. We saw 10 people get saved from this church, which is not a big church. And then uh, Naveen was there and spoke last week, and we had five people give their lives to Christ last week. So we've had 15 salvations in three weekends. So uh, in three weekends, yeah. Three, well, three, hang on, three services. <laughs> three services, 15 salvations. So we do feel the touch of God on everybody. But we thought we'd get past Spencer to talk into it because we are just feeling, into, and I did share it last weekend, that uh, God's really saying to me, hey, um, just now include all the campuses as the church. 
not to be going, okay, they're over there. But we need to, as a church family, kind of extend our arms, extend our heart and go, hang on, we're one family, but we are now going to be in these various locations. But it's one church, one family. And, uh, and so Pastor Spencer is just going to talk about that for a minute. So give him a big hand because he's taken a big, 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 big faith step. Come on. Yeah, so I love Pastor Jared's heart. You know, he's saying that no longer when we focus on Hartford House is it just this location, but actually it's our one church, but across all of our locations. And so I wanted to share with you some of the need for investment that's coming up in this this year. And obviously, um, Montreal was not on the plan. So when Naveen worked with Leslie and came up with the financials for this year, Montreal wasn't part of that. So we actually need to step out in faith to be able to achieve that. But here's some of the things that we want to do uh, this year to support our locations. The first one is Melbourne. Great, if you can just, I've got a lot of echo on the mic here. Yeah, so what we want to do in Melbourne is um, help them to actually lease their own venue. That will be an absolute breakthrough moment for Melbourne. They're moving around all the time trying to secure venues, but to have a permanent venue they can lease will be fantastic. Also, they've started a really exciting playgroup there that's seeing lots of people from the community come and people come to faith through that. And so we're going to put some investment into that and some marketing and also some uh, AV equipment and also a vehicle for transport. So we're going to invest uh, 300k into Melbourne in this financial year. Also, uh, next, we're going to look at Lusaka. And uh, this is an investment over two years. So obviously, Lusaka now is in the stage of drafting all the plans. We've bought the land, and now they're drawing up the plans with the architect for the building that we're going to be building there, which I believe is a 1,500-seat auditorium with lots of other rooms to service activities there. So it's going to be a massive moment for that church to really step forward, hey, in the things of God. So it's very, very uh, exciting. And we're really believing for amazing growth there as we uh, have that permanent facility there. So that's going to be, yeah, over the next two years and also we're, Pastor Jared and, and the vision team are really believing that's actually going to be a launch pad for Africa so there's other things that God's laid on Pastor Jared's heart for Africa and we're believing for as a vision team so really this is going to be base yep. for those things so there's, there's something about when you establish a building like we don't fully understand what it is but when you establish a building and a permanent house for God's church something supernatural with that whole deal that I don't fully even to this day get it but I just know it's a huge thing when you do it. When we did it here, it has, it has massive spiritual effect in a city, massive spiritual effect in a community, massive spiritual effect in a nation. And uh, we really believe our launching into Africa to what God will have us to do, which down the track will be a whole lot of incredible things which we will fill you in. But we both believe God's going to have us, you know, helping children, doing agriculture, all kinds of stuff that will really, really help people and give, give people not a hand out, but a hand up into a new life. And so, but we believe that Zambia, that right now it's our launching pad into Africa and that it's a supernatural launch in Jesus' name. Fantastic. So exciting. And obviously, uh, Montreal as well. Uh, we really need to put a $250,000 investment into that location, really, that it would go forward. And so that's uh, looking at the transition costs for them becoming part of Global Heart Church, also to supplement some marketing and also the relocation of uh, me and the family. And also, what we really want to do, again, in Montreal, is to lease a building. We meet in a, they meet in a cinema. They've, they've moved around about seven times in the last seven years. So they've continually had to move as a church, very hard to get traction when you don't have a base. And so we really want to uh, believe for that. We'll better lease something and have a permanent place to meet as a church. And then you can run things all through the week, do lots of other things to reach the community. And the other thing that's no notable is you'll notice Hamburg's not on here. 
And the reason Hamburg's not on here is because Hamburg is self-sufficient. So Hamburg will definitely need us to lean in when they buy a building at some point. But right now, they're actually self-sufficient. And for other locations like Montreal, uh, Melbourne, I'm really believing that that's going to be happening too in the days ahead. There. Those locations will become self-sufficient. But uh, for now, yeah, we need to put that investment in. So good. So good. And so just finally, really important that when you're giving tonight or maybe you've come tonight and you're, you're still considering what you're going to give and you're going to give on Sunday, what's really important is you'll notice on your seat there's, there's actually a card, but inside is another card. So there's two cards. The blue one is to give to all the things that are happening in the Perth location. It's fully tax deductible, so that's the blue card. For the... Is that mauve? What colour would you say that is? For the mauve card... You can, lilac is it, okay, very nice, very nice. So for this card here, that's to give to the locations and that isn't tax deductible. So just so you're aware of that, it's important that you use the right card to give to the right area. Is that cool? Awesome. Just one last thing, just very quickly, we glossed over one slide for our Perth location. So if we have the auditorium upgrade slide as well. There's a couple of things in this building that we're going to upgrade. Not sure if we have that slide team. Uh, that includes upgrade of our audio visual in this building. But here's some very exciting things for parents is our mother's room redesign and a creche refurbishment. So just wanted to let everyone know too that that is in the plans um, as we give. Amen. So good. Okay, so everybody, just want to let you know that this year our target for 2022 is $500,000, which is uh, easily done. Easily done. So how we can do that easily is have a look at this. When you break it down, it's simple. 100 people giving 5,000, 250 giving two, 500 people giving 1,000, and 1,000 people giving 500. Four ways to do it. But everybody, if you just ask the Lord what's your part in it, um, Jordan and I worked out Benjamin Limp's church in Singapore that built the building worth, as you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Every person in church was giving about $4,000 a year, every person to get that church done. Isn't that incredible? So that was every person. So everybody, can I encourage you, stretch your faith. Let's believe God. Let's all just say to God, what's my part? It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. And everybody's saying, Lord, help me to sacrifice. Help me to uh, give. You guys, just leave the slide a little bit longer. Just go back one. Uh, And um, yeah, and just realize that we can do it together. And we are, what we are as a church, if you're part of Global Heart Church, we're called to be a significant church. We're called to be an example for all of our other campuses. We're called to be uh, an example, in actual fact, for I believe for other churches. But we're called to be a supernatural people. We're not called to be natural. The natural is where I left. Small life that I had, broken life that I had. And then God has taken us into a big supernatural new life where now we're being a help and a blessing significantly uh, to people here in Perth. I don't know if you know, we started church with six people, right? And uh, sent out part of Australian Christian Church is the largest, um, uh, second largest denomination in the country. And uh, so we didn't come and have an idea. We were sent out in a ministry, in a church in Sydney for six years, then London, then Perth, been here for 23 years. But God is faithful and God's a miracle worker. And as his people give and as they sow and as we step up to this, listen, then you begin to see miracles in your own life, number one, but we then together see miracles of what God will do in our lifetime around the world. And it's not just our lifetime. I'll just add that in again. You know, Hebrews 11 again, that they, the men and women of faith, the Bible says, walked out the promises of God and in their lifetime, they didn't see it all. God's really spoken to me from that passage for us that a lot of things that we'll do even now 
in my lifetime, I won't see the full results of it all. It will be your grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, who will walk out and walk into some of the things. And even, and Zambia, churches will be launched from Zambia. Churches will be launched from Germany. Churches will be launched from Montreal. So this will just springboard us into other places. But it takes a people of faith here in Perth, Western Australia, where God is raising up, uh, raising us up, and uh, where God says, come on, together, you can make a substantial difference in Western Australia, in Australia, and beyond, in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. <laughs> so I'm just going to pray right now, everybody. And at the end of the service, in just a little while, I'm going to pray that uh, the Lord will just really, as we give tonight, everybody who's sowing tonight, you got your heart for the house uh, uh, pledge ready to give, or you're offering to give right now. At the end of the service, we're going to take that up. And then we'll be doing it again on Sunday in our 9 o'clock service and our 11 o'clock service. And there's something so supernatural, God commands the blessing. Not just financially, it's emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Listen to this one, generationally. God, I believe that soon I am one generation, you know, from brokenness and problems. And Spencer's saying the same thing. Both of us are from that background. In one generation, God changed the generation. And so God can do a lot, hello, with a little. So when we give God and say, Lord, I'm giving you this, God goes, then I'm also working to command blessing and breakthrough over you and over your generations that follow you in Jesus' name. Let's just pray together, everybody. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your plan for Global Heart Church. Thank you, Lord, for our family here, Lord, in Perth. Thank you, Lord, for everybody who's a part of the family here, part of our great church here, Lord. Lord, so grateful for everybody, grateful for their generosity, grateful for their faith, grateful for their hearts. But I just pray, Lord, let everybody rise up in faith. Lord, maybe for the first time, let somebody rise up and do something they've never done before. And Father, I pray that as they do, Lord, let them see your miracle hand, not just in one area, but in all areas of their life. So Father, we thank you for miracles. We thank you for finances. We thank you for favor. We thank you for healing, Lord. Lord, we thank you for relationships restored. Lord, we thank you for jobs. We thank you for business being blessed. Lord, we just pray, God, let there be miracles, Father, as everybody steps up. Thank you as we sow, Lord, this seed in 2022. Thank you, Lord, for a great harvest for your church. But I declare a great harvest over your people. Lord, bless them now and bless them as they give, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand, everybody. Give the Lord a hand. Thanks, team. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm just going to share a few more thoughts for a minute, and then, uh, then we're going to take up that heart for the house offering, everybody. So if you want to prepare that, you can do that. Otherwise, you can do it on Sunday as well. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I just want to encourage everybody, just from the Scripture, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, New King James Version. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says this of you, okay? Take this into your spirit, everybody. This is for you to go into your spirit, go into your heart. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. God says you're royal, royalty. You are his son, his daughter, a holy nation. And I love this, his own special people. Hello, everybody in God's house right now, you are his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him Look at this, who called you out of darkness. Anybody remember darkness? Three people. Anybody else remember darkness? Come on, who else remembers darkness? And then the Bible says God has called you and me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow, we no longer walk in the dark now. 
We, we, hello, we know someone got that. We no longer walk in the dark. Come on, we no longer walk in the dark. Come on, you no longer walk in the dark. We're now walking in His marvelous light. And the Bible says that we're His special people that we might proclaim the praises of Him who called us. God wants you to proclaim the praises of Him who called you. He wants you to proclaim. And together we are doing that. And as we're doing it, people are finding salvation. They're finding help. They're finding hope. I love uh, Pastor Eli's barber story. Zach in Melbourne. <laughs> Eli's going to the barber and Zach. Uh, is actually getting impacted as Eli's sharing what God's done in his life. And now he's in church and on the serving team. I love that. And, he's, and, he, and I said to him, what's the change been for you, Zach? And he said, 180 degrees. You know, sometimes you ask Christians that and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, everybody, make sure you get the real Christianity. Because if you've actually really surrendered to Christ and said, Jesus, here's my life, it's a 180 degree. God will start turning things around, and, uh, and you will be going, hang on a minute, how did I get here, and how, how's my life getting here? And I'm not talking about, hey, it's amazing, and everything's all perfect in outside. I'm talking about what's happening in you. The greatest miracle is not what happens th- through you. It's what happens in you. That's the greatest miracle, what happens in you. And so we are called together to proclaim His praises. Let the praise of Jesus Christ go out from Perth, Western Australia. Come on, let the praise of Jesus go out from Perth, Western Australia. And God's called us to build His house. And I don't know if you know this, how many people have planted a church here? Let me see. Wow. Anybody? Let me see. Okay, it might be me. All righty. You know, planting a church, everybody, is one of the hardest things you can ever do. Because you've got to take everything to plant a church. And uh, Pastor Spencer's going over, and there's, it, there's a, a group to work with. But still, he's going to have some work to do. There's no doubt about it. But it's hard. Because you, and especially now, you watch Pastor Spencer's got to leave everything he knows. Sorry, Spencer, I'm going to talk about all the negatives that right now. <laughs> he's got to leave everything he knows. He's got to leave having his office next to me. It's, it's tragic. Our coffee humor, coming out and having a, a laugh with Pastor Spencer. Like he's... He's leaving his family, got to leave his, all his family here, leave his natural family, leave his church. It's costly. It's really costly, everybody. Leave who you know, leave what you know, and then you have to operate by faith and sacrifice in, you know, in another place or another country. And uh, I want to encourage you, we need to back that because not everybody wants to do it. I've had people say to me, oh, Pastor Jared, I couldn't do what you do, and I'm like, Okay, I understand that. But sometimes what they mean is I couldn't sacrifice what you sacrifice. Yet I'm like, hang on. No, you may not be called to plant a church, but every believer is called to sacrifice. Every believer is called to sacrifice. And we're all being called to Christ. And can I encourage you? We've been called for such a time as this. Everybody, you've been called for such a time as this. This is your time. This is our time together right now. And if you've heard me preach before, I'm a big moments person, big on moments, big on divine moments. I'm always noticing them, and I notice them in your life, coming and going. I watch them coming to people, and I watch them going. And I, what I mean by that is sometimes I'll see people it coming. To, this is a divine moment for that person, and I'll, I've seen them for my life over and over again. This is a divine moment, 
And God is saying to me, grab this, enter into this, listen to me now, Jared, do what I'm asking you to do now. And I'm watching the moment, I'm like, Sue, let's jump in on that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's obey the Lord, though it's costly, though it's leaving friends, whatever it was, whatever it is. <coughs> and then in that, it's like this defining moment that just changes things that I would never even thought would change. Change my life, change our future, change our destiny, change what we did, change how we help people, change what came to us, change our children, change my grandchildren. Do you know my granddaughter's here? <laughs> Lara is here, and her name's Lara Suzanne, after Sue, and after uh, Susie Pickering, Kerry's sister. So how nice is that? Lara Suzanne, how beautiful. She's a preacher as well. They're all preachers as far as I'm concerned. So everybody, I want to just encourage you that this is your time. This is your moment. There's moments right now, there's things right now that you will do, and it may not even impact you, but it's about your grandchildren. If you grab it now, there's things that if you grab God now, and if you grab God's will, you may, you may not even see the people in Germany or in Canada that you actually impact their whole life. You may not see them in this life, but in eternity, they'll be looking you up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who did that? I led somebody to Christ in London, in the UK, number of years ago, and yesterday I just got on my phone a voice recording, and it's a person ringing them to say thank, thanking them for leading them to Christ. They're about to become an Anglican minister. They got led to the Lord by the person I led to the Lord, and it was a challenging season, and they're now saying, I've become an Anglican minister, and I've been offered a position at Holy Trinity Brompton. And this person was such a non-Christian and they're like, thank you. And then they sent me the message and said to me, thank you. I've never met the person. Now they're going on staff at one of uh, England's key Anglican churches. Everybody, we don't know what we're doing together. You don't know how you're affecting your children. You don't know how you're affecting your friends. You don't know how you're affecting your girlfriend, your mate. You don't know how you're affecting them. All I know is we need to go, Lord, show us and help us to grab the moment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, in Luke chapter 5, verse 3 to 11, it says, it's powerful, 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 powerful passage. Absolute miracles happening here. Hugest miracle. The Bible tells us in Luke 5, 3, that Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Come on, launch out to the deep, let your nets down for catch. And Simon said to Jesus, Master, we've toiled all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. When they had done that, they'd done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they'd now taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, 
they forsook all and followed him. You know, right here, <laughs> Simon Peter got a glimpse of who Jesus really was. He, he got a glimpse of, hang on a minute, I got a glimpse of who you really are, and it's, you're, 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 you're the son of God. And the Bible says, at that moment, he just said, get away from me, Jesus, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. And really what he was saying is, I have actually got a glimpse of you, and I see who you are. And when, and when I see who you are, and I can see what you're doing, he goes, suddenly, he said, I see who I am without you. And I'm a sinful, lost person. Everybody, God wants to give you a glimpse of who he is. <laughs> God wants to give you a glimpse of who he is. When you come to Jesus Christ, God begins to open your eyes. And he begins to call you. I love it. Straight away, he, he's, the, the boat is about to sink. They've got so much fish. They've been fishing all night. Nothing's happening. By the way, when you fish in God's way, in God's timing, in God's will, when God wants you to do what he's called you to do, listen, where God guides, God will provide. Where God guides, God will provide. So they, they were like wrecked. They're exhausted. And Jesus goes, chuck the net out again. They were like, what? We've been all night here. Sometimes in your life, you've been going for years, decades, nothing's changing. Some of you, years and years, nothing is changing. And God is just getting ready to say, throw your net there. Put your net there. I'm about to give you a catch in your life that you are... <laughs> going to be absolutely very surprised with. We didn't start the year thinking we'd have a church at the end of the year in Montreal. Hello. We didn't think we'd have land this year in Zambia. Hello. God's like, go there. Go to that nation. Go to that place. Go and look for land. Go and do this. I'm like, I've been there. The land's expensive, which is what I told God. Lusaka's so expensive. Why would I even look again? He said, because you're in miracle territory, right? <laughs> good point lord thanks for the reminder god has to remind me you're in miracle territory what are you doing then we go and find it at a third of the price really listen everybody it's amazing how god does that miracle and then god says straight away i've called you now to, to fish for people goes through an incredible miracle straight away I've called you now to help people come to me. Everybody, God has called you to help people come to Him. He goes straight from the miraculous provision, which is their business are overflowing now with fish. And He goes, yeah, great. But really, I'm using this as a parallel or analogy to the fact I want you to catch people and lead them into my kingdom. Straight there. goes straight to it. So what is God doing with Global Heart Church? I want to bless you. I look after you. I want to take care of you. But... Now go and catch fish. Go and bring people in. Listen, everybody, some of you right now, your life is such a small life. You have a small life. I, got, I ended up in a small life, small suburb, poor suburb, poor life, and God came and got me. Listen, some of you right now, you're there. God says, I'm calling you. I'm calling you out of that small life. I'm calling you out of that little life. Here's what God does. He calls you out of poverty. God says, come out of your poverty. We're like, no, it's all I know. God's like, no, come out of that. Then God comes, come out of your small life. If you don't think that's a real thing and can happen, there's no way I'd be able to build buildings, plant churches, 
buy a building, buy that building, if God did not call Sue and I out of poverty, and particularly me, out of poverty thinking to go, right, I've got to change my thinking so God can get it to me so He can get it through me. <laughs> That's what God's trying to do. You've you got to change your thinking so God can get it to you. What's that? Provision. Provision for your life, provision for your house, provision for the church. And then God can get it through you. But God's calling you saying, come out of your poor thinking. Come out of old thinking. Right now, I want to tell you, I tell everybody right now, I think, everybody, your thinking that got you to this point is not the thinking God needs you to have for the next season of your life. The thinking that you got here to now, it might be good. But God says, I need to give you a new level of thinking for what's ahead for your life. What's ahead for your children? Come on, He's going to give you new thinking, bigger thinking, broader thinking. One powerful thinking. And once my mentality started to change, my consumer mentality started to change. What I was buying became less powerful to me. I didn't really care. Like, I like things. But suddenly I realized, hang on a minute. God was wanting me now to make room for others. <laughs> make room for others. Make room for people. Make room for His church. Make room. As I made room, God said, okay, I'll bless you. As I made room, God said, here's more fish. <laughs> here's more fish. But He said, but ultimately, I've called every believer to be fishers of men. Everybody, I want to encourage you, get with the Lord. You'll get a glimpse of Jesus. And like Simon Peter, you'll go, oh my gosh, Lord, now that I've seen you, I've now seen me. And Lord, I realize what you've done in saving me. Simon Peter was acknowledging really who he was without Jesus. And everybody, God wants to give you a glimpse of him. Behind our obedience as a church, people are waiting. In Perth, hello in the northern suburbs, Western Australia, there's men waiting for us with Tenacious House. Hello, in Jesus' name. And God's also got people waiting for us in Zambia, in Rwanda, in Germany, in Montreal, in Melbourne, Australia, where He's called us. And He said, I'm, I'm going to bless you, but put me, put me first. And as you do, I'm going to make you together fishers of men. Everybody, it works when we do it together. It works when we do it together. Come on, it works when we do it together. It works when we do it together. Come on, it works when we do it together. Come on, one more time. It works when we do it together. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.